te- technical difficulties today, but uh, live for Nerd News Now, June 29, 2020, me and Chaz talking about the state of the world, how June is already over before it started, uh, and and 4th of July. So you, now you said, so what are you commenting or commentating on for Woodlands Online on 4th of July? Is it post-parade? Is it just because? What is it? Well, now I'm frozen on the thing, but it doesn't matter. As long as you're going, we're aces. Um, What's going on? No, so uh, Panorama Village, we're going to do the Batman thing, and then we're going to leave Panorama Village, and we're going to hang out at the Woodlands Online and uh, commentate or or be interviewed and uh, all that stuff. I don't know exactly what's going on. I was just asked by Bill, hey, are you able to do this? And I was like, of course, because I'm a promo whore. (laughs) And that's for... That's just for 4th of July, as far as you know? Yeah, yeah, for 4th of July. Chaz, what are you drawing tonight? Uh, somebody asked me to do a Spider-Man. Okay, because well, it's been Harley Quinn the last two times. Well, I yeah, I think so. It was Harley Skeletor. Quinn. Skeletor was in Skeletor. there. Yeah. Yeah, so... He's uh, probably the most favorites. Uh, I get a lot of uh, people asking for uh, Star Wars. Uh-huh. But, um... That's not my thing to draw. I don't like drawing Star Wars because it doesn't excite me. So give me some masked characters and all that jazz. So, man, we need more masked characters out there right now. I know, right? Be masked characters. Uh, do you think that maybe the cosplay community right now could inspire more people to wear masks if they incorporate it into like public cosplay just because? Just to get paper towels or whatever? I don't know. That's an interesting question. But as much as I've seen cosplayers on on social media and, and stuff, you know, dress I've, I've seen a few like dress up like Mortal Kombat people, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and like, hey, make sure you wear a mask. You know, Katana does. I don't know. I don't think so. I think people are just going to do whatever they want regardless. You yeah. Know? Um. You know, I know a lot of places. Like, I went I went to a joint the other day where it was like, you have to have a mask to be in here. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just go somewhere else. So, yeah. I don't know. You know, everybody's invincible until something happens to them. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I, I would I would like to see more, more Spider-Man cosplay in grocery stores. That would actually be really, really cool. Um, I think, at least for the Batman parade, having Bane would probably promote some uh, wear your masks. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, you know, one thing we can talk about, because it's just you and me, um, are you up to date on the DC Universe stuff? Like, did you get to check out Doom Patrol Season 2 yet? I have it. It's on my, it's on my list. I have it, but it looks so good. The trailer it's looks so awesome. Good. And the promo they did where it's like uh, the Wizard of Oz promo, almost, uh, you know, the poster was yeah. pretty interesting. But uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Have you? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, That that the Wizard of Oz promo was easy to do because of Dorothy Spinner's introduction. Right. So exactly. they have like the Dorothy connection to Wizard of Oz. But the first, they, they actually released three episodes. Oh, did they? Yeah. And uh, it is awesome and people that don't have the dc app at work are starting to come up to me and ask me about doom patrol now because people are watching season one on hbo right 
since now they have or, or HBO Max more specifically, they've released all those episodes on there. And people are just intrigued, kind of weirded out, but mostly uh, if they if they stick with it through an episode or three, they became become uh, very endeared to the show, especially Brendan Fraser as Robot Man. Yeah, you know, I, even at first, I didn't think I was going to like him too much. It was like, Brendan Fraser, I got it, man. You did your thing back in the day, Polly Shore. And, uh, I, I, I don't know. I didn't have anything. I, like, I wasn't, I wasn't excited. But then, I didn't know who he was at first. And then yeah. when he shows up, I was like, oh, okay, man. All right. I'll give you my, yeah, I'll give you a couple of, uh, couple of episodes. And then you're invested in the guy. Because actually, he does a really good job. He does a really good job. So I'm very impressed with what Brendan Fraser has done with that show. Only uh, nine episodes this season. And like I said, they dropped three of them. So they've already dropped a third of the season. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see where it kind of ends up and where it goes from there. Because obviously, you know, and from what you saw, Mr. Nobody was incapacitated at the end of season one. So that's right. They go in a little bit of a different direction, but, you know, every episode. A different story so far and it's fun uh now did you get to finish season two of harley quinn i haven't finished it but i'm almost there oh, oh man okay well no spoilers on that like it goes maybe how you would expect but also i think it's a good deal of fan service as well oh really yeah it gives the people what they want i think well good i'm uh, i'm looking forward to ending uh, watching the rest of it i don't want it to end so I think what I like to do is right before it ends, and I do this a lot in video games, is I, I like it so much I don't want it to end, so I'll, I'll hold off on watching. Because once it's over, it's like over, you know? And uh, I get really emotional, emotionally invested in, you know, like Final Fantasy was my game back in the day. But every time I went, to, you know, got to Sephiroth, I, I just, I wouldn't battle him because then the game wouldn't end. <laughs> That's stupid, but... I don't know. Is, am I the only one like that? I bet. No, I did that with uh, Spider-Man on PS4 last year and still have not finished it. Uh, despite the fact that they released all those like extra D uh, DLC content, mm-hmm. you know, like Black Cat uh, episodes and things like that. So that's something I should have definitely finished because now I'm so far behind on video games. I've got The Last of Us 2. I haven't touched Animal Crossing, which was a big, you know, quarantine game. And then um, the other one uh, is Final Fantasy VII, the remaster. And I want to play that. I, I There's a lot about that game that, um, that I remember or I want to say I remember because yeah. that was... That was the game I was introduced to Final Fantasy and Barrett and Cloud. I loved it. I, I, matter of fact, it was a friend of mine's game, and I stayed at his house and played that game. I mean, from noon to night, like he would leave and leave, and I would just be there, just playing. I was obsessed with it. So I want to say there's a lot, of, a lot about it. The remake that is very reminiscent, I guess. But a lot of it, I'm like, I don't remember this, you know, at all. Like, I feel as though I'm almost at the end of the game, but I'm like, where's the Chocobo races, man? <laughs> yeah, and I honestly don't know. I don't know what they left out of it or not. I just know that it was like 100 gigs to download. Um, it took forever. Yeah, it, forever. and it's 
just like a complete expansion on a lot of the chapters. So I'm sure some stuff got skipped, but for mm-hmm. the most part, they were probably just trying to flesh it out with with updated graphics. So yeah, hopefully it. Uh, like I said, well, I kind of stopped playing it. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff you have to do. Um, and why it's getting now it escapes me with uh, like your summon powers. Yeah. And, yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. It, it, it's kind of weird. Um, I don't know. It's maybe I'll finish it. Maybe. And, and Final Fantasy is just one of those series that's been around seemingly forever. I mean, at least since like the mid to late 80s, I guess. So mm-hmm. that is almost forever for me. Uh, but I, I think it's. I think seven, for whatever reason, was probably their best, uh, the best one to try to bring up to 2020. Either that one or three. I would love an, a new version of three, but that would be a complete remake since it was on Super Nintendo over here. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I didn't play three. Oh, it's fantastic. Three and seven are the only two I ever finished. Right on. Yeah, so. And I'm I'm not sure what that number translated to in Japan, but I know it wasn't three over there. Can't remember if it was five or six, but um, it was awesome. Uh, look, there's not a whole lot going on at no, all. There's not. Uh, and it's you know, so we're in Texas. There's been a another spike in COVID cases. Uh, some people say second wave. Some people say first wave isn't over yet. Uh, what I do know is we don't have movies um, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a few select theaters around, but it's older stuff. Uh, AMC announced today that uh, they're delaying the reopening of theaters, which is probably a good idea at this point because there's no movies. And if you pay attention to what Hollywood's doing, it doesn't really make sense to open your theater if there's no brand new movies to show, right? Because, I mean, unless unless you just want, we've talked about this before about maybe the idea of easing the public back to theaters by maybe offering some of these movies that have been up on demand for, you know, 20 bucks rental fees like Bloodshot that we watch, maybe right. offer those for free for a few weeks and ease people back into it. They They might still do that, but um, they've delayed opening their theaters. Um, Mulan from Disney pushed back to August 21st. Uh, mm-hmm. Tenet pushed back again to August 12th. Now, the most interesting part of Tenet being pushed back is that for some reason it came up in the news that Christopher Nolan does not allow chairs on his film set. What? what? Really? Yeah. What do you think about that? Not allowing chairs? Yeah, no chairs. That's just, uh, that's weird. So what are the actors supposed to do in between set? You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have, it's, it's, I've, at one point in time, I wanted to be an actor. So in high school, I would go and I, I was an extra. But in between takes, takes forever. So what are the actors supposed to do? So I guess, okay, they may have a trailer. I mean, like the big stars may have a trailer. But some of those actors out there don't have trailers. What are they supposed to lean up against a cement wall? That's horrible. That's that's abuse of some kind. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I get the idea behind it is that if you're sitting, you're not working, which is kind of a slap in the face to, you know, all the people that work while sitting or people that have to sit due to, you know, uh, pre-existing conditions and whatnot. So I, I think what he meant was or or the tone is trying to set is 
while we're here on set, we need to be constantly working to make this movie happen. But that may not be uh, in the best physical interest of everyone. So hopefully they do yeah. take uh, the precautions that if someone needs to sit down or needs to rest, because uh, it can be exhausting, like you said, grueling, like 12 to 18 hour days for making a, a big budget film. Yeah, and just one scene, whether regardless how many production teams you have, I mean, there's going to be downtime because you have to set up that entire scene. And like I said, I've been on a handful of uh, sets where it's just like, this sucks. I mean, suck. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know what those and and the people who are just hanging out as actors, maybe. Um, what the hell are you supposed to do between to work to make sure they push the movie out? It's like we don't need you for half a day, but now you got to just sit around and do nothing. Yeah, um, it, it it might be kind of that ingrained mentality where there's room for flexibility, but I, I think what a lot of people right now they've been told for years, if not decades, their entire career, like power through at work, don't call in sick. If you have the sniffles, who cares? Like show up, show up. And now they're being told, if you have the sniffles, please stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. Yeah, that's like, true. You're having to like re, <laughs> just reimagine this. Well, you're basically having to, to, to pay the piper for the number of times anyone that has worked a job has been accused of like calling in sick when they weren't sick or not mm -hmm. working enough because they don't feel well and my personal experience uh i've gone to work not feeling well and you know how many times i've been treated like a hero zero zero, zero rhymes with hero uh and so i think it's just i, I think because of covid maybe we will reevaluate the whole public shaming of sick time <laughs> and stuff like that yeah uh, so i would hope people that rest on film sets are not instantly vilified are there ever going to be people that take advantage of a situation and don't work as hard as someone else? Sure, that's human nature. But but you got to kind of cover all your bases, too. So you would hope that it wouldn't ruin it for everyone, so to speak. No. I mean, I've got to work sick. I mean, not lately, but, you know, in the past. Because I, not even that. It's like, yo, either come to work or we'll find somebody else to do your job. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, I mean that's the... You know, everywhere else in the entire world, it's like, yeah, work, and then make sure you take care of yourself and go on vacation and, you know, give yourself that time off. But America's like, nah, man, uh, if you want to leave or you can't do your job, then we will find somebody to replace you. And I find that's messed up. Um, you got to enjoy life, man. But a lot of people, I mean, you can't even afford it either. I mean, no. a lot of these people are, you know, paycheck to paycheck. So that one day off of work, you know, is, you know, detrimental. So uh, they have to have it, you know? So I don't know, man, the whole, the whole thing's messed up. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things that uh, probably needs to change and maybe it will at least be evaluated during this time. Oh, so movies, n nothing doing a uh, lot of, a lot of talk not a whole lot of stuff in production. Uh, we did get a little bit of an update on the Evil Dead news. So it, um, Evil Dead 4, or is it 5 now? 4, I guess it would technically be 4. But anyway, it's not going to be either of those. It's going to be Evil Dead Rises. Uh, that is the official name. Uh, it indicates them leaving the past behind. It's still going to be in the same universe. Uh, but it's going to be set in a high-rise building. Hence the term Evil Dead Rises. 
I'm all for that. How about you? You know, you might hate me, man. I've, I've just never been a big evil dead person. <laughs> no, I don't hate you at all. Uh, I'm just, as someone who wants to see the uh, franchise sort of move forward away from Bruce Campbell, and I say that mostly because it has his blessing, like he, he wants it to move forward. Yeah. I'm very relieved that there will not be a cabin in the woods somewhere. I, um, I would love to see, I, I think the amount of zombie carnage that can ensue in a high-rise building and uh, stairs and mandatory stairs and things like that uh, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just think, like, you know, th- the zombie genre is very tired, but at the same time, it's because a lot of people don't think outside the box. Like, if you look at the movie on Netflix, uh, Train to Busan, the mm-hmm. South Korean zombie flick, it's awesome because it's zombies on a train for three hours and <laughs> there's nowhere else to go. Like, there's no cabin in the woods. There's no, like, old factory with the the gas turning everyone into zombies. There, there's no just, like, woods with the hordes of zombies. Like, it's, there's zombies, and they're stuck. And what they is this on Netflix? On Netflix? Yeah. Train to Busan. All right. I, I might have to check it out. I'm not a big zombie guy. Yeah. It's, just, it's always the same stuff over and over and over again. Um, a lot of people really like, you know, Day, Dawn of the Dead, and... Those looks really cool, and I've seen them, and they're like, "Cool, man, I got you." But there's just what it's, it's not exciting for me, you know. I was I was more of uh, the Freddy Krueger, you know, come out there and just do quick, get it over with. I want to see all the deaths, but um, yeah, man, I'll check that one out. I mean, if it's something a little bit different, because it is, it's always the the same zombie movies over and over and over again. So I'll definitely give it a watch for sure. Uh, I do feel that for some reason there's going to be a chainsaw somewhere in that high-rise building, which I don't <laughs> think that's something you would normally just find in like the janitor's closet on the 11th floor somewhere. But I feel like they're going to work it in. Yeah, and I- I'm looking forward to seeing how they do that. It's um, you. It's got to be creative. It's either got to be super creative or just like they walk into a building and it's like behind, hey, don't break glass, you know? Like one of those just stupid, like what the hell's going on here? Yeah. One of the two, and they've got my they've got my money all day for that one. Yeah, uh, it, it's gonna have to be either clever or just guys. We couldn't figure out any way to do this, but you know, chainsaw is coming, so just accept it. And I think exactly. people, I think people will take option A or B on that one. They just want to see more Evil Dead. So yeah, that's Evil Dead Rises. Um, this is half movie, half video game. Uh, now, just to preface this, are you a Harry Potter fan at all? Yeah, I like the Potterverse. Uh, I'm not like a super fan, but um, hosting theme trivia nights brought yeah. me into it. Like I'd seen the the movies, and then after my first Harry Potter hosting my first Harry Potter trivia, I saw, I read the books, and I thought those were very interesting, and. Um, Every like maybe once a year, I might watch like one, one or two or three, like a block of them, just to. But yeah, I'm not hardcore, but I dig it. Would you dig it enough to play a video game of it for I don't know four to eight hours a day? Four to eight hours a day? Sure. Okay, what's the catch? Well, no, it's just it's a Harry Potter RPG. It's been in the works, uh, probably been in the works since like 2016. Been delayed due to COVID. 
due to the Warner Brothers restructuring their video game production side of things and possible sales, due to uh, comments from the creator that have kind of soured a lot of people on Harry Potter over the last few months. Um, but they're still going to push through. They're trying to have a Harry Potter RPG <laughs> on the next-gen system, so the next Xbox, the PS5, by 2021. Uh, I, I feel like if that was something that was up and running six or seven years ago, it would have been a big hit because I don't hear a whole lot about World of Warcraft anymore. I know people still play it, um, but I just don't hear a lot about like if games, if there's games out there that people are pouring a lot of time into, it seems that they're either fleeting like The Last of Us 2, like you, you knock it out and you move on, or something like Fortnite where maybe you've played it a whole bunch, but. 15 to 20 minute increments at a time. So this idea of like this sort of like multi-massive online player game of Harry Potter where people are expected to spend like just eight hours a day in building up their characters and learning different spells and going throughout the houses. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much of a demand there's going to be for that anymore. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's some hardcore Harry Potter fans who are down. Um when I first moved here, I was slinging, slinging drinks at this joint, and uh, one of the bartenders that I was working with, huge Harry Potter fan, so she was playing this Harry Potter um, phone game, and I can't remember what it was, some wizards, which I don't know. So she was playing it so much and having so much fun that I started playing it as well, and it was just so boring because you could only do X amount, but you're stuck in the house, and it was, you got to go to class and learn these spells and do all this jazz, but... I kind of just lost interest really, really fast. So, um, and then of course you fight. Like after you learn X amount of sp- so many spells, then you have to fight that boss for that level. It was um, so. No, I don't think, man. I don't think I'd do it. I mean, it would have to like resemble Final Fantasy in a way for me to do it. If it was structured like that, I think I I could probably get into it for a little while. Yeah, I don't know what it would take for me. It, it would probably take maybe like. For it to be G.I. Joe based or something, because there's a DC Universe game that's been out for a long time, uh, DCU Online. And I've tried that. Uh, my favorite's Black Canary and Batgirl. I've tried to be them, power them up, but it's just so intimidating because you're like, you're like level five just starting, and then someone that's like level 500 picks a fight with you and crushes you, and then it's just no fun, you know? Like oh, it's, yeah. it, just, it's just no fun. So right. maybe getting in on the ground floor would be something like that, but also, uh also at the age where i can't play video games for five to eight hours a day yeah uh, yeah man you got bills to pay yeah now now some people are probably going to be able to stream that on twitch and make money while they're playing uh and See, that's an idea. but if you don't have that infrastructure in place uh that's yeah that's probably not something you will uh catch me uh playing but Harry Potter fans 2021, assuming there are no more delays, which at this point I would not bet on the way twenty. Has, uh, has J.K. Rowling been ruffling feathers? Yes, she has. Really? I haven't seen anything about it. Is it about uh, things that are going on in the world, or is she just talking about like Harry Potter stuff? Uh, general thoughts, uh, uh, transphobic thoughts. So kind oh. of a lot of the people in the community as well as just a lot of humanity 
Really? I didn't know that. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's tons of articles and stuff up to date about it if you want to Google it, but uh, definitely not something that is uh, of the inviting nature of which the Harry Potter universe has been to so many people for so long. So that's uh, that's quite surprising, actually. Huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's sad. There's a lot of people who uh, just can't really support that obviously but but it means that they can't support that universe as well a lot of people are just divided on it it comes down to we've dealt with this a lot it just comes down to can you enjoy someone's creative library knowing what they were truly like like do you want to support those ideas or if someone you know comes up with a uh sorted past on twitter do you can Continue jamming uh, out to their music, just things like that. That's something we're facing in in our generation and maybe a generation younger uh, <laughs> because of social media and just like people being able to go back on Twitter for ten to twelve years and and uh, just things that arise and mo- movements that arise. It, it's kind of like becoming just a uh, it's becoming this philosophical debate of you know creator versus their created works like can you do you choose to keep those things separate or do you maybe move on and move away to people who um just kind of put a a brighter shine on the universe rather than someone that's kind of dulled on certain things Uh, i and i think because of social media and twitter and just our constant ingestion of news 24 7 Sometimes yeah. that stuff is hard to ignore. Some people are just like, hey, I'm going to jam out to this song by this artist, even though I know they've been accused of this this many times by this many people. Um, yeah. And, you know, but that's, hey, that's people's prerogative to, you know, you just, you decide. We're, we're going through a lot of change in this country. And there's going to be more coming, but it's just kind of, it, it's also kind of what's led to the, why is there a statue of this person when they, did this so i think we're seeing a big movement against that and it's just gonna it's gonna keep happening as we move 2020 uh and beyond well Um, you know i mean along those lines too you have people firing themselves have you heard this yes uh yeah mike henry from uh you know he voices cleveland on family guy which cleveland is his character um because they are scared about future backlash you know because since mike henry is white he's voicing a black character then you know they're scared that okay well we're gonna see a time where i'm going to get uh hate mail people are gonna hate me for voicing a black character because i'm white um so it kind of it's kind of like the same um same lines of the music thing can you listen to somebody's music after they've been accused of doing some but see these guys are they're doing it preemptively so what do you what do you think about that well i think that for one it's not always i i don't i know in the so this happened with mike henry but it also happened with uh, jenny slate stepping down from big mouth and the reason she did it was because now there's uh, 
character that is a person of color, they should be voiced by a person of color. So I really don't think it's always preemptive of, oh, no, I'm going to get in trouble. It's more of, you know what? This should not have been co-opted by me. This should be opened up to someone who can bring, you know, a, a person of color to this character. And I think it's, I think a lot of the times it's, you know, they're, they're trying to make the situation better moving forward. It's not, it's not always a selfish move. Now, would someone maybe do that because they're afraid they're going to get a backlash later? It's possible. But I think in some of these cases, it's, hey, uh, I realize now this may not have been the best move. So I want to open this current job up for someone else to step in and have that opportunity. That, no, I could no, see something as new as um, Big Mouth. I mean, it's fairly new. It's like two, three seasons in. Right. Okay, well, I got you. And I'm totally down for that. I mean, I think, yeah, if, for instance, like Iron Fist when it came out, yeah, we should have, there should have been, um, you know, s- someone to fit that character's profile to, to be acting as that, as that character for sure. But, if you have like Hank Azaria, who's been a poo for yeah, since 1989, and uh, Mike Henry, who's Cleveland, and, and so those are the voices we know. They have established that character. I mean, I don't. I kind of feel like, well, I mean, you're stepping down from it to open it up to somebody. So now you have to you have to open that up to. And I'm sure there's a lot of great Indian voice actors out there who can do a poo, but. It's like, well, I, I'm not used to that. You know, that's not who a poo is to me. And you've just changed 35 years of, I mean, you're going to go back and re-record everything? I don't know. I, I think it's weird with, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know, it's interesting. Because it's an established character. They're both in pop culture history. And it's like, okay, I get it, cool. But moving forward, if we need this to happen, and we need this person, well, let's open it up. But, I mean, if you're going to change... Then you have to go back and re-record all of it. I, I, that's what I think. I mean, if you're going to be that character, and you're, you know, then you have to go back thirty years and do all of a poo stuff. At, well, I mean, with animation, something like that's possible. But they've they've had episodes of Golden Girls and Thirty Rock, and they've just pulled those episodes. I mean, you're not going to go back and make remake live action stuff. But the other way to look at it is in specific regards to Hank Azaria and Mike Henry is they've had very successful careers. And if they choose to step down from those characters they created, that's also their prerogative. And if they want to use that as a point to go, hey, I think this character should be voiced by this person and not me anymore. I'm not going to force them to stick around and do it anyway. You know, I I think that's a good act on their part, and maybe it just sets a precedent. But either way, those two specific cases uh, have a lot going on to where maybe they felt that, you know, I'm just going to step away from this, let someone else come in, and I can focus on other things. Well, I'll have to say, um, Mike Henry tweeting that he was, uh, he's not happy about the situation. So I don't think, he was wanting to. Okay. Um, I think he was kind of forced into that, hey, Twitter thing is going on. Because I was reading a few, few of the articles, and a lot of other people have commented about it as well, where you could tell he's like, I don't want to do this, in not, not so many words, but it's a preemptive strike. Yeah. Because he knows it's coming. 
And that's and then that, I don't know. It's just kind of it's just kind of messed up because it's a, it's a cartoon character. Yes, it's an African American cartoon character, but I don't know. Like if, if it was live action, all all day long. But if it's a character you created, um, you know, I mean, what's next? That uh, Trey Parker, in order for him to voice Cartman, has got to be overweight. Well, an overweight person could totally voice Cartman, but. You've got a skinny guy doing it. I mean, where does it stop in animation? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, that's an interesting point. I just think that right now people are trying to evaluate the overall situation and just make it more fair. Like you keep hearing about the s- systemic situations, and that's and that's what it's been. Like they're trying to open it up and maybe at some point re-level the playing field it's like um anthony mackie has spoken out about wanting more diversity behind the camera because every marvel set he's been on with the exception of black panther all of the crew members were white and i think that because he has had so much success with marvel he's using that position to go hey uh what's going on here can yeah. we do better and i think that's awesome yeah, I, I think, I mean, yeah, dude, I mean, live action stuff all day long. And if you're in a position where you can uh, voice uh, your concerns and it be heard, man, I've got you for sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with anybody all day long on that one. I think Mackie is, uh, you know, I'd set my hat to him because, yeah, it should just be anybody who's best qualified for the job, no matter what your race and color and all that jazz, man, get them on. Let's do it. Um, but as far as the animation stuff, I'm just like, all right, man, like, cool. You've got these characters that are solidified. And have somebody... You, you need more diversity? Well, have a family move into Springfield. Springfield is huge. And then get somebody to voice that character. But it'll take iconic characters and redo it. I don't know. I didn't know I was so, like, about this till right now. But I'm just like, all right, when does it stop? As far as that goes. Well, I mean, I think I think like what you said, moving forward and expanding the opportunities um, uh, is a big step in the right direction. Uh, that, sure. that most important is to create more of these opportunities. And like in the situation of Marvel, uh, to not have anyone on any level uh, on these crews and productions of these hundred, two hundred, three hundred million dollar productions yeah. uh, that is not. Uh, white uh, is going to be a, a problem moving forward because then it becomes obvious that there's <laughs> a certain niche. And it's not that they were looking for that, but it's just that it was not an open you know, evaluation of the talent across every demographic. So right. I, I just, uh, I understand where you're coming from as far as, especially with a character like Cleveland that's been around Two, what, two decades now? Um, and not even that. You know, Nancy Cartwright, she's voicing a boy. Well, yeah. there's a boy out there who could who could do it. It's just, I don't know. That's I don't know. I think it's kind of a gray area. Maybe not moving forward, it shouldn't be. But as far as it being, I mean, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 40, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of weird where it's like, okay, cool. Um, definitely if somebody's feeling forced and that that's what I don't like about it. But, you know, it is what it is. It happens. Yeah. 
And, and I think that's another thing that's happening with, with social media is that you can be ganged up upon. Oh, big time. Now that, and now that doesn't mean that that doesn't yield sometimes positive results, but it's another, it's all a double edged sword, man. It's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen moving forward that uh, uh, it's it's, it's going to shake up uh, a lot of, of the systems that are out there. So, oh, for sure. Uh, speaking of uh, and speaking of shakeups on things, um, so there was this X Men team meeting, uh, virtual style for charity. Uh, it was Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Halle Berry, and Famke Jackson. The uh, the quintessential Fox X-Men movie actors and actresses. They were doing a charity for Global Citizen United for Our Future Benefit Online, and they had a very surprise guest at the end who was trying to get Ryan into the Marvel Universe. It was Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Was, yeah, <laughs> so cool. So were they doing a table read? No, it wasn't a table read. I think it was just a, uh, you know, kind of like that reunited apart where... It was just a, a digital reunion. Uh, just uh, okay, I got you. And and it was just a uh, Patrick Stewart sort of pa- Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman sort of leading the way. But it was for charity. It was for a global citizen united for our future benefit. And um, y- you know this uh, probably, but Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds are actually very good friends, and yeah. they they publicly stripe each other. But it's all in in jest and. Uh, my money would be on you, Jackman, having having given Ryan Reynolds the uh, the Skype number or whatever, and the go ahead to do that. So that was oh, fun. But uh, now, uh, part of that though uh, begs the question. Uh, you know, Rob Liefeld was very vocal about saying that Disney was just going to leave Deadpool in the dust. I don't agree yeah. with that totally. I think uh, I think they're for one, he doesn't have to be in a rated R movie. Uh, that's one thing, but I, I just I hope we see more Deadpool, uh, or I hope we see Deadpool in the MCU sooner than later. Well, didn't I mean Ryan Reynolds not too long ago was hinting that uh, Deadpool three was happening? Yeah, and so and then um, also with like X Force and stuff like that, he was going to be making cameos up until that point, but um, he kind of squashed. At least I thought whatever I was watching, he kind of squashed the uh, rumors that there would be no more Deadpool because it went to Disney. That it's like, there's a formula, so, you know. Um, I mean, that that's what I got out of it. And also about table reads, I read something that uh, the, the cast from, um, I say table reads, get-togethers, the cast of Scott Pilgrim got together for a table read for charity recently as well. So I thought that was cool. And there, there's more MCU uh, actors in the Scott Pilgrim cast than there are Scott Pilgrim characters, pretty much. There is, which I, yeah, which I read about. <laughs> Especially with, uh, you know, Brie Larson, Marvel, and, yeah, and Chris Evans. And, well, you can, you could argue that Chris Evans is two Marvel characters because of Giant Storm and Captain America. Yeah. And, uh... And also Brandon Routh, so I guess there was a Superman in there as well. Lots of, wow. lots of comic book actors in that. Uh, 
speaking of classics, uh, so I've been telling you guys uh, off and on for a few months about this device or streaming service called Quibi, which is short for Quick Bytes and was designed for people to watch in seven or eight minute increments on their phone while waiting for a meeting at the grocery store, waiting to pick up your kid from school, what have you. Because of the pandemic, it's been sort of kind of left in the dust because one thing they did not solidify before all of the coronavirus shutdowns is that their device will not stream to your television. Like some people will get picture only, some people will get audio only, some people will get neither. But uh, they're trying to sort of re, not rebrand themselves, but uh, remind people that they exist. One thing that they are doing is they're having uh, Jason Reitman direct a fan film version of Princess Bride. So you have all these established actors uh, and actresses reenacting these scenes. Uh, they've put some uh, preview scenes online featuring uh, Common and Jennifer Garner, and I believe Chris Pines also done a couple. That's a pretty hilarious idea. Like, I, I would assume that as a director, what uh, Jason Reitman's main thing would be like, you do this scene, you do this scene. So yeah. I don't know how many scenes were in Princess Bride, if it was like, you know, 40 or 60 or 90, but uh, that is a, a pretty great idea. Are there any uh, other films of that vein that you could think of that it would be fun to have people kind of remake? Like fan-wise? Oh, wow. On their phone. Know. On their phones. Back to the Future. I'd like to see Back to the Future, <laughs> um, mostly because I would want to see what kind of shenanigans people can come up with uh, the DeLorean disappearing and, and the uh, the clock tower scenes and things like that. But I just think it would be fun. That, yeah, I think that would be a great one, actually. I don't know, man. That's a tough question to tell you the truth. But, man, I would be all in for a, um, for a Back to the Future. Maybe... Um, Ah, I guess, ooh, maybe the Goonies? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that's not too... I don't know, a lot of stuff that came up had, like, Muppets and stuff in it. So I don't know, like, maybe not, uh, like, Labyrinth or anything like that. But something fun, like adventure-y. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Goonies or maybe Indiana Jones. You could probably do an Indiana Jones really easy on a phone, I would think, for the most yeah. part. Uh, with, labyrinth, with labyrinth you just need a whole bunch of stuffed animals so i think that could actually be pretty funny yeah that's true too yeah man I, i'm totally down for i just like the idea of a whole entire movie i mean you would definitely want to stick with something on the shorter side um yeah, like the 90, like the 98 minute princess bride or whatever but uh uh, yeah. Very cool, and I hope I hope you know I need to still check out Quibi because they brought back Reno Nine One One, and I think it'd be worth my price of admission just to see new episodes of that. So, see that that's the only reason why I want to watch Quibi is because of the new episodes of Reno, and I don't know what stops me because I I grabbed YouTube Red just for Cobra Kai, and I paid for the month. I binged it all. And then when season two came out, did the same thing. But um, I don't know what's stopping me for, uh, on Quibi for Reno. 
And, and now YouTube Red doesn't even exist, right? Or at least the part of it that was making original programming does not. Yeah, it does not exist at all. Which is, uh, I don't know. They, they, were on a, they were on a good track, I think. They were on the, they were on the right track. But uh, no, it doesn't exist anymore. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by it only because they had sort of been riding the coattail so long of uh, public input. I mean, they were making, uh, obviously, they had to put a lot of money into the servers and, and all the technical side of things. But people were providing them with content for 15 years <laughs> for, for, yeah. for practically free. And then there had been a lot of issues of people uh, that started making a living on it and how that they were sort of blocked from... Uh, the money-making aspect of moving to Twitch and other forums with it, um, TikTok, whatnot. But uh, I remember Yahoo about five years ago, they did um, one of the seasons of Community and that show Other Space, and then they kind of just burnt out. So I, yeah. I would think that with with big web companies like that, you, you got to go all in. And I, and I just don't know if that was the best business plan for them. Yeah, apparently it was not. Um, it's like I said, uh, they had like two or three shows, including Cobra Kai, that was actually pretty good. So it looked like they were on the right track, but obviously we saw what happened there. So, yeah. Uh, and speaking of the smaller screen, uh, not too much news, but just uh, the sentiment is out there that Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus is going to watch like a six hour movie rather than a TV series. And I think that's great news because... Oh, yeah, that's awesome. With Disney being behind it, uh, you want that high-level production quality. And yep. so that is awesome. And especially, like, when I think of long Captain America movies or from that universe, I think of the second Captain America uh, Winter Soldier. So I'm mm. all for it, especially if it's got that tone. Uh, I'm just ready for that or WandaVision or both to come out because they are really lacking in Marvel content or original Marvel content on Disney yeah. Plus being that everything is slated mostly for next year and the year after. Isn't isn't uh, one of the two is completely done, isn't it? Or no? One, WandaVision is still supposed to come out in October. But, right. but they're both listed as late fall. I believe WandaVision is the first one that's wrapped up. Uh, but they but, both, okay. as far as shooting and stuff, should both be good for late fall. Yeah, like I, yeah, I think Wanda's done, but uh, Falcon still has a couple of weeks. But Falcon's supposed to come out first, if I read that correctly. Yes. But uh, dude, I can't wait for that whole thing. And um, you know, there's been some buzz and excitement about the new Fantastic Four movie. So I know it's going to be a while before that even happens. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited. Hopefully, um, with that film in the hands of the MCU, it's going to be amazing balls. Yeah, um, I I would feel a lot better about it if I if I felt better about the synergy between Venom and Spider Man, right? Uh, because I would love for. Uh, Reed Richards' first appearance to have been helping Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man get the black suit off of him, like they did yeah. in the Amazing Spider-Man run. I think that would have been... Now, it, 
then then that way it could be just like oh i'm seeking out this scientist that i heard is is, is the go-to guy for this but i think the way they're going to do it is more of a ripping a hole through time and space to get them from a different universe which is fine too and i i would i would think that the uh, next doctor strange uh the upcoming doctor strange movie is the the place to go if you want a whole bunch of universes ripped into and just pull the characters you want out so that's probably what they're going to do yeah i'll be i'll be interested in seeing what they do um i'm still going to hope that it's you know it's um through the eyes of doctor doom I know it's not going to be, but you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. Oh yeah, that 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 would still be awesome. I mean, I would even go for like a whole POV movie through the eyes of Doctor Doom's mask or something. Dude, me too. I mean, he's just—I mean, he's one of the big bads, dude. And every movie that he shows up in, he's like some puny little wimp, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, you get that. Put a little bit of Galactus and a little bit of Silver Surfer. I mean, you got one hell of a movie already. You but, not, not, but not Galactus as a cloud. No cloud Galactus. No, no, no. No cloud Galactus, exactly. Until he that, was, that was one of the most disappointing moments in movie history for me was when Galactus was just but a cloud. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, did you hear about the, uh, the new uh, SDCC uh, exclusives from Funko? I saw some of those. Uh, what are? Uh, give me a rundown of those real quick. Well, the new ones I saw was uh, Crunchberry, the Crunchberry Beast from Captain Crunch. He comes in a little soda can, and uh, let's see, Steve Aoki. He's supposed to be shirtless, I guess. And then this is weird. Um, Jack from Jack in a Box. He's gonna be in disguise, where he's ripping open his shirt like Superman, and it has the Jack in a Box logo on it. Okay. Um, yeah, those are three new ones that they just announced, it looks like. I don't know if I'm uh, excited about that or no. People go, and Steve Aoki is a world-class DJ uh, and comic book writer, uh, we might add. Uh, but other than that, it sounds like mascots. And people go crazy for the mascot stuff from Funko. Ever since they did, like, the, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, like, the the serial mascot bobbleheads. People are just, they, that's always been one of their go-to genres is mascot so hence the crunchberry beast and uh jack in the box himself so yeah uh, yeah um i i wish all the sdcc stuff was listed all at once but all these companies because there's no uh actual con uh this year it seems that every other day maybe there's an announcement but sometimes by the time you hear about it stuff is sold out so uh yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like that at all because now I can't, now I can't jump on and get my and get my collectibles. But then again, I don't think I'd get any of those. No, that this definitely does not uh, have the same excitement level as the uh, WrestleMania Mr. T from last week from Mattel for sure. And that's already sold out, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's sold out within minutes. Uh, <laughs> not only did it sell out, but they had been emailing people to tell them you know in some cases their order had been canceled or some people tried to order more than one to flip it and they canceled any multiple orders as well so that is crazy yeah well typical san diego comic-con exclusive stuff man like that it it gets pretty nuts um few minutes left 
uh, we'll talk about some comics. So you said you checked out a couple of the uh, Batman titles from last week? I did. I, I read uh, number 93, and that was the controversial cover you know of joker in the movie theater with blood and, and the gun and stuff um i liked it i mean as far as the story went i mean i it's 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 gearing up to be really really good for the joker war and um it's funny because you could finally see the joker putting his plan together in this book you it's kind of the, the last few pieces before the war starts and you're like oh okay man i get it so the writing has been clever. It's been really, it's been done nice. And if you read the Joker the Joker book, Joker Smile, um, oh, I'm sorry, Killer Smile, then um, this new Batman book, Smile Killer, is I guess a continuation from that. And what I like about this book, you remember when Last Night on Earth came out, and the very first part of that book was Bruce Wayne was in an insane asylum. And yeah. he thought, you know, he, he his doctor was, you know, a villain. And everybody's a villain and, and blah, 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 blah. But then it just broke off into some weird, I don't know, adventure. Like some Indiana Jones crap where he's like in the in the sand and desert and Wonder Woman shows up. And anyway, this book, he's in the same asylum. And it kind of takes that part of the story and is rolling with, with it. So it's great. He's trying to convince everybody he's Batman. And they're like, dude. We don't know who, what you're talking about. So it takes that part of the story, and I really like it. I really dig it, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what else Batman's doing. And speaking so, of, go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, speaking about Batman, uh, Frank Miller, he signed a comic, and then doodled, he doodled a Batman on it, right, for somebody. This guy, he, he, he had it graded from CGC 9.8. It's up for auction. It's got 12 days left, and it's uh, at $1,400 right now. Wow. It's only been up for a little bit, uh, for a little bit. So um, it looks like it looks like this dude's about to get some scratch 12 days from now. But wow. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so you said that was Killer Smile, right? Smile Killer. So wow. okay. yeah, Joker had one. It was the Killer Smile, and then. This one is uh, Smile Killer. And then as far as like the regular Batman uh, or the, the main uh, line volume, I guess, uh, Joker War is still not started yet or is it underway finally? No, it's it's not started until um, number 95, I believe. Oh, okay. Yep. And so. then... Uh, I'm, I'm not sure when that's coming out, but it won't be this week as this looks like the first week that there will not be any DC books. So that's kind of interesting. They're taking the uh, fifth Tuesday of the month off. So they will yeah, be what's this? It, next. Yeah, this is all like Vampirella and Red Sonja and all that jazz. It seems yeah. like and, and Negan Lives. Uh, Negan Lives will be out on the first. So that's a big one. That will be cool. And apparently I was told at one point in time that it was going to be like a part of the story, you know, before he dies or whatever. Well, he you never know? died. That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, you know, because they were like, you know, he's dead. And then they were like, Nick and Lips come. To, uh, I don't know. But then apparently this is just a continuation. Well, it's not going to. Yeah. In the original series, he, he, he did live. He made it through to the end. 
And yeah. actually, Car and actually, Carl is the one that kept him supplies and kept him alive. He was forgiven by Maggie and kept alive, so he did make it to the end of the uh, the Walking Dead run. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what part of this story <laughs> takes place. This is like after issue 176 or whatever it was, but uh, it'll be a big one. And speaking of uh, Image and Skybound. Uh, Skybound is going to have its own digital con July 18th and 19th. There's going to be panels, game and comic previews, and creator interviews. Robert Kirkman will be talking about his new book, which they're trying to uh, pump up, of course. And uh, so that'd be cool. Uh, and, you know, this comes on the heels of last week about the uh, the DC Dome virtual con as well. So these companies are trying to uh unfortunately it looks like we're going to be stuck at home you know for the most part longer now so uh, it's good that they're able to do that i'm all about these uh virtual cons because if nothing else it's just like cool free entertainment yeah for sure most definitely i mean uh i had a lot of fun doing the uh quarantine con and i was hoping more stuff like that would happen so it looks like uh looks like we's gonna get our wish yeah, um, and then one more uh, digital thing from DC is a digital first anthology comic series, which sounds awesome. Uh, it is Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red. And it will only be printed uh, using those three colors. So Black, Absolutely. White. Yeah, and it's an anthology series, uh, different artists and writers for each of the stories. Now, they say that's digital first, so I assume at some point that'll be hard bound into a book form. I don't know if they'll be straight to trade or if they like to do those uh, monthly or if it's going to be black label or what, but the art looks uh, incredible. Oh man. I love it when they do like black and white stuff, you know, yeah. the whole black Batman black and white series is really cool. And just, you know, for Harley with that red, I think it's really going to be nice. It's going to pop. Oh yeah. They're going to add a uh, splash of red to that. Um, that's about all I got. Uh, if there's any Transformer fans out there, yeah. uh, have just put up on uh, through Walmart's a Walmart exclusive. Uh, you know that they've been doing these Generation One exclusives through Walmart. They had Optimus Prime, Astrotrain, and most notably Soundwave, with two different set of his tapes. Um, I think it was Laserbeak and Rumble and Ravage and Frenzy. Uh, but this is going to be the Autobot version of the Cassette Wars uh, Blaster. So G1 Blaster up for pre-order. Uh, catch that before the scalpers do. I love I love those freaking uh, the G1 reproductions. The packaging is always on point, and the figures are pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean, I got you came into the shop and told me about Soundwave, and I went that night to go grab it, and I was surprised that I found the extra cassettes just hanging out there. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I'll definitely be pre-ordering this one as well, just because, you know, you can't have one without the other. No. Don't be lonely. I think, I think on the original cartoon, they had a, a face-off where it was a one-on-one -on -one with blaster and sound wave and they were in the middle of a club so i gotta check out, i gotta check that episode out again oh yeah but, <laughs> uh, but hey uh <laughs> difficulties and and being short-staffed and all we did it dude we, we made it about an hour so uh, yeah, right. oh, do cool. you have anything else for the nerd news now audience 
I do not. Other than if you uh, dig trivia, you know, come hang out with me every Wednesday night at 7.30 for The Adventure Begins, the virtual trivia. Just go to The Adventure Begins Facebook page. There will be a link. It's going to direct you straight to the game. It's totally free to play. First, second, and third, you get bill bucks. Those tab dollars, man. And uh, Mark plays. Um, Jarek doesn't play, and yet all the tab kids that work at the store played under his name. And uh, Jarek said that he was getting text messages going, hey, man, are you playing trivia? And he's like, no, why? And he had no idea that uh, the team name was the Jolly Jareks, and that's why he was getting some... uh, And they lost, so usually when he plays, he actually does a really good job. And uh, he said he may have to, uh, you know, defend his name, but I highly doubt it. That dude ain't he ain't playing on he ain't playing on Wednesdays. Mark is though. Yeah, so man. Out, so it's, it's always fun until I lose, especially like when I'm in place, and then I never know how to do the wager round because it's like sometimes I'll kick myself for not wagering enough points, but mostly it's because. I wager them all, and then I miss one of them. So it's like, oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, but it's still fun. Uh, hey, it's uh, at least a safe activity to do right now for sure. So check oh. that out. Um, it's it's a blast. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, Chaz. And thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by Space Cadets Collection, Collection and The Adventure Begins. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online. Like Taste Buds, Music Cafe, Adventure Begin Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Weekly Fallout, Sports Talk, and Between the Trees Business Talk. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KBQT HD 21, over the air, on your television. And of course, all of these shows and more on Roku. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. And you can also listen to the audio podcast versions of these on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast from. We'll see you next time on Nerd News Now. See you, nerds.